0: Today on The Breakdown, September 26, 1957, it was the debut of West Side Story, and they asked a particular question, how do you solve a problem like Maria? Well, no one ever got that answer, but today on The Breakdown, we investigate a slightly different question, how do you solve a problem like Stephen Chidwick? Because let me tell you, he puts you in tough spots all the time. And here's a spot from, a top, from the final table of the Party Poker Millions in Barcelona in 2018. We're sure they've locked up 225,000 euro, and that sounds really good. But there's still 1.5 million more euro to be won. And all he's going to do is make your life hard. And that's what he's going to do right here in this hand. And we're excited to talk about it on the breakdown with Grant Dennison. And Jonathan Levy.
1: Hey! First time, no rehearsal. I say, fuck, second take, night is baby scratching on vinyls until the record breaks. Mr. One Night is all I need. No second take. The top minds of the world have been working on the Maria problem for 64 years and they still haven't figured it out.
0: Yeah. Um, and actually, I sort of undersold it a little bit, in fairness. So I said uh, September 26, 1957. That was when the show opened on Broadway at the Winter Garden Theater. But actually, it opened in Washington, D.C. at the National Theater on August 19, 1957. So even uh, like a month longer than what I was originally thinking. Yeah, top minds have been working on this. And still, no one really knows how do you solve a problem like Maria. You know what I'm saying? Not not Maria, not a problem that is Maria. A problem like Maria that has Maria like properties to it. So that's different, and that's the, that's the issue.
1: So it's up there with the philosophical conundrums of the world, like the Fermi paradox. It's one of those sure things.
0: Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is Schrodinger's cat actually even? A, it's not really a question. It's more just a statement. It's, it's not a, a question. Co- or it's a theory. Right, it's a concept. It's
1: it's a it's a thought experiment.
0: Yeah. It, well, it's talking. It's more than a thought experiment. It talks about superposition, basically. Right. It's it's sort of trying to explain superposition. It's a, it's
1: a well, right. But it's a thought experiment to explain superposition. You're a thought
0: experiment trying to explain superposition and
1: a failed one. Schrödinger might argue <laughs> that we all are, as is each individual molecule in everybody's body. Eh. And wait, not even just the molecules, the atoms it that would, make up those molecules. First of
0: all, Schrödinger wouldn't argue that. Second of all, I mean, we all know Schrödinger's wife who. Did all that work. Just like Shakespeare's well, yeah. girlfriend, wife, wrote all the plays, apparently. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows anything. But I do know that the way you solve a problem like Maria is to listen to this podcast because we will have that answer at the end of the show. I don't want to oversell oh, anything or over tease. Really, it, but we will. We have solved a problem like Maria. So and we're going to attempt first to solve this problem like Stephen Chidwick.
1: Yeah, how about a problem like Stephen Chidwick? Is that a solvable problem?
0: I'm not sure how solvable it is, but let's get into it and figure it out. Let's see if we can solve it. Your
1: solution against all the Chidwick-like guys is like, yeah, I'm just going to call every time. Yeah, never fault. Obviously, that's not that's not actually a solution of or those guys not. would be getting torn apart. The, the torn quick, apart,
0: the quick, ver- the quick answer to anything like this, so the Bryn Kenney's and the Stephen Chivik's of the world is use distribution as best you can. Right. I mean, and probably expand your, dis- expand your range a little bit past what you would normally say is a fair distribution. Cause I assume they're going to be exploitatively attacking until they change their plan against someone like me. Um, but that's one thing to say it like in theory, when I'm sitting here in quarantine, <laughs> Talking into a microphone, um, and another thing entirely to do it on the table when one and a half million euro are in play, and suddenly it's is it so easy to make those plays like that? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's big money at stake here. Like the current payout is 225,000 euros, the buy in was 10,000, yeah, and first place is 1.5 million euros. No, 1.7 players remaining,
0: 1. 1.7. 1. 7.
1: So, and there's eight players remaining. So, yeah, it's really tough to actually make the big call against somebody, even if you know they're capable of the big bluff, right?
0: I mean, I think so. I mean, in some ways, it's easier to make the big call against someone like that than against the guy who isn't capable of the big bluff. Like, if you're going to make the big call, that's the guy to make it against. But, you know, there's a whole lot of, like, you know, we can just live to fight another day here uh, that happens, I think, against guys like Stephen Chidwick, which he thrives on also. Absolutely thrives on. And yes, somehow he's been well, able to make that work. Obviously, he's doing more than just that against the best players in the world for years.
1: Yeah, it's impressive. Obviously it is. And uh, this hand was suggested by Jason Manning on Twitter. He included a YouTube link and a timestamp. If you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown, we are the poker guys on Twitter at the number two poker guys. Please include a YouTube link or poker go link or whatever link and timestamp it. And maybe you'll get your hand on the breakdown. And that would be exciting for you.
0: Here's a little known fact about Jason Manning. He changed his name because he's such a big football fan. It didn't used to be Jason Manning. It used to be Peter Manning. But he loves Jason Garrett, who is now the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So he changed it to Jason Manning as a tribute. Little known fact.
1: That was the stupidest fake fact <laughs> joke that you've ever done no. on this show.
0: No. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. pretty great. You didn't like that because I was going to go no. with the Manning thing, and instead of went Jason. Yeah, no, that yeah, wasn't it, funny I, to you?
1: No, I like it. it. Didn't work.
0: I like it. It tickles my funny bone. <laughs> but anyway,
1: why do you get all why do you get all gravelly when you're funny? It tickles my funny tickle. bone.
0: Is that weird? Is that does that make people uncomfortable no.
1: when I do that? No, no, no. People people feel more comfortable when you do
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Say another one of them jokes. I love what how it feels on my bone, my funny bone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's probably enough of that Okay <laughs> Alright, we are at the uh, Unusual blind level of 1.5 million 3.5 million With the eight remaining players And uh, the hand is going to open with one Thomas Boyvin, Who has 153 million So like 44 blinds Something like that um, He is Just the forgotten one Apparently because on this video that is put out by Party Poker that shows this final table, it is eight-handed, and they mention every player by name except for Thomas Boyvin in the description. That must be painful. What's that about? What's wrong with Thomas?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That it sucks for him. <laughs> I will say, coming into this event, the biggest score he's ever had in his life is he finished first in an eleven hundred dollar uh, middle stakes poker tour event. Uh, in 2016, for three hundred fifty-two thousand dollars. Now, that's obviously a lot of money. That's more than I've ever cashed for by a lot. It's more than you've ever cashed for by a big chunk. Uh, but still, by far, the like that was the best he'd ever done. He also his his other big scores. Um, in 2017, he had some World Series of Poker scores. Where he won a quarter million dollars finishing third in an event. But he's never so he's just never had any really big signature wins or anything like that, like some of the like some of the other guys at the table, like Dominic Nitschke, or just haven't been at these really big final tables. You know, he doesn't play high roller I events. Mean, or didn't. He started to but, actually eventually, but didn't.
1: But they, they found time to mention Adam Owen and jean Eric Schwippert.
0: I mean, Adam who, Owen sort of I recognized at least, but John Eric Schwippert, I would have thought he was like Sort of like Neil deGrasse Tyson's, like, how, Beaker to Neil deGrasse Tyson's, you know, Dr. Vincent Honeydew kind of a thing.
1: Dr. Vincent Honeydew. Does that mean anything to you? Mm, Do you know who Beaker no. is? You don't know who
0: Beaker is either? How, you know who Statler that, and Ward, Waldorf are?
1: Oh, the Muppets? You're doing the Muppets? Yeah,
0: Dr. Vincent Honeydew and his assistant Beaker. Beaker who doesn't speak a single yeah. word. That those, I was so I, proud that I knew Dr. Vincent Honeydew's name and I got nothing for it. Nothing.
1: I've never. I've never been a Muppets person. Well, don't like that's the Muppets. That's clear. Your your la- your
0: general lack of humor, good humor, I should say, really points to your
1: lack of Muppets loveness. You didn't have to make it mean like that. I didn't have to. But you did. I feel like Thomas Boivin right now.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: the forgotten one. <laughs> John Eric Cripper. That's his new name. We're going to call him the Forgotten, the forgotten one. one. I like that a lot.
0: <laughs> I like that a lot. That could also and, be uh, like a, he, a Cthulhu kind of a thing, you know, the Forgotten Ones. You know, it's gonna he's going to no, come you never eat the world. About,
1: you never forget about Cthulhu. I you mean, just try to forget about yeah, him.
0: Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Thomas Boyvan, the Forgotten One. That's great. So the Slim Reaper and the Forgotten One. We have incredible nicknames. Yeah. This is the best nicknamed matchup of all time, as far as I'm concerned. I, I can't imagine better nicknames.
1: <laughs> okay. So the Forgotten One. One hundred fifty-three million at the three point five million blind level is going to min open to seven million plus one with Queen Jack of Spades. Seems fine. Yeah. Folds around to the Slim Reaper Stephen Chidwick in the big blind. He has a very similar stack of one hundred forty-seven million. He's got eight nine off eight of diamonds nine of clubs. He makes the call. Nothing to say here, right? It's all not normal and fine. Seems fine so far. The pot is nineteen million. The flop is nine of hearts, deuce of diamonds, deuce of hearts. Chidwick flops top pair, boyven the forgotten one. Flops a forgotten hand mm. with, you know, backdoor straight draw, but whatever. Chidwick checks. Is this a CBAT board for boyven?
0: I think so. Um, I think this misses like most of Chidwick's range when it's a nine deuce, deuce board. It's, I mean, it seems it's, I know there's two hearts, but like just, there's going to be a lot of folds there for Chidwick for sure. And by checking, I think we often just open the door to getting bluffed on the turn a lot, which is fine. But like, I don't, I don't know why we wouldn't take a shot at this personally. Like, what do you think?
1: I think that's probably correct. But the forgotten one chooses a, a strange sizing. He bets fourteen million into nineteen million. It seems like unnecessarily big for a, a paired board against the big blind.
0: Agreed. He's trying to fold out like over over cards, I guess, which seems. Like, king-queen he's trying to fold? It's almost like he's like, well, all the hands that I'm currently losing to, I'm going to try and fold out that aren't a pair. Like, you have ace-five, fold. You know? Stuff like that. I guess. That's all I got. He's like, he's choosing sizing to do that instead of just trying
1: to deny equity and deny getting bluffed. But is that going to work? Is that really going to change Chidwick's response with hands like ace- Eight. Well, if
0: Chidwick has King Five, he's definitely going to fold. But he was going to fold anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Um, if he had King Queen, is he going to fold or call? He might fold that.
1: I think. I think the answer is the same. If if Boven bets nine million or fourteen million,
0: I mean, Bovin could also bet five million on this flop. You know, he doesn't have to bet. Well, big then he's going to
1: get called by. Then he's going to get called by King Queen, probably. Yeah. yeah. If he bets five million, I agree. I
0: Agreed. Um. Although, I just don't know why we need to target such good hands. Like, so what if all the better hands call right now? Like, let's just fold out all the trash, which is going to bluff us later and has equity. Like, why not just fold that out? Like, we don't... I think we should bet small, way smaller than this. I like betting more like five or six million and just fold out the trash and move on. Like, who cares, you know?
1: I actually... Yeah, I actually agree with Party Poker not including his name on the description (laughs) at this point. (laughs) If you're going to size it like this. Damn. I mean... All right, so just because it, it is a strange sizing, especially for 2018 when this came out, like so basically modern poker. Why, why would he be doing this? Other is it really just to fold out like King Ten and it can't at least be. five and hits like like what else is going on here?
0: I mean, it could be part of a strategy where he he's trying to zig while other people are zagging. I'm just trying to come up with stuff here where so he's just betting bigger in spots where other people don't, so he just gets. More folds, more of the time. Maybe he also has um, shown when he's chosen the sizing in the past, really strong hands, and he's trying to send so it's a way to bluff. and He doesn't do this much, but he does it once in a while. I don't know. I, I can't really come up with anything reasonable in fairness because nine deuce, deuce, two hearts, we should be able to bet small, and it works. Like if Chidwick has seven, eight, he's just going to fold, right? He's not going to call with seven, eight.
1: Right. And if Chidwick has four, seven of hearts, he's going to call 14 million the same as he's going to call, you know, nine million.
0: He sure, I mean, he also may feel more obligated to check raise some of those hands actually as we go bigger, too, because it's like harder to justify a call at a position, you know. But he's not going to fold a hand that's a flusher on the flop. I just, I don't know what the value is. Maybe, maybe he thinks by betting bigger, he gets more calls rather than raises. It's harder to check
1: raise because it's so much more. Because the check raise costs more stuff like that. You just mean with hearts. You just mean with hearts. That's all I mean. Because Kidwick's not check raising a nine. He he's check raising hearts or a deuce or a a random bluff.
0: The idea is, if we bet and get called, we bet big and get called. We can bet big again on the turn and fold out hearts. Hopefully, I'm just trying to think of why we do this. Um, That's all I got. I don't
1: know. I don't I know. mean, if we bet this size and get called, there's more to win if we bluff later, I guess.
0: There is that. I mean, you are going to have more success betting this size than betting smaller, right? Now, we don't think marginally it's going to give you enough success that it's worth doing. I really like betting five and a half million here. <laughs> not 14. But he's doing something different. And, and I actually think it's cool that he's at least trying, he's doing stuff that we're not used to. And he has reasonable success for sure, right? He has multiple six figure scores coming into this event. Um, so he at least thinks he knows what he's doing and probably sort of, at least sort of does, if not really does.
1: Yeah. I'd like to, not that we're going to, but it would be interesting to hear his explanation for the sizing because I know it seems like such a small thing, but like I, you don't see good players doing this, this type of sizing on this type of board in these positions.
0: Yeah. Not even in 2018. I agree. It'd be really interesting to hear what he has to say about that. Um, But it it seems like very much premeditated. So I don't know. It's part of a different... He's doing different shit. Of course, by making it this big, it sets up there is more to win later if you get called. But it also means every time you bluff later in the pot, man, it's like way more expensive. You know? which sucks.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe he's okay with that because it's a tough table. I don't know. Okay.
0: I mean, what is his name? Billy Van Schwippert is here. So...
1: David Icatay is there.
0: That's true. Uh, and uh, what's his face? Dominic Nitschke. Thank you. That's exactly who I was going yeah. for. Also there. And then a bunch of other guys who's... I mean, you mentioned Adam Owen. I sort of know who that is. Pascal LeFrancois. I recognize his name. That's it, really. But okay. So anyway, here we are. He bets big. We don't really get Chitwick, it.
1: Chidwick, of course, has top pair. Is not going to fold. Probably wouldn't fold for almost maybe if the dude goes all in maybe chidwick folds
0: he might <laughs> find a fold unless he i think he'd probably just fold but that would be absurd and no one ever would do that so who cares it's sort of a, right. it's sort of like saying if you know aliens attacked chidwick would fold you know although dude aliens could well, be attacking right now because we the problem you know, is we think of them anth- anthropomorphically you know
1: yes <laughs> That is a problem.
0: <laughs> Thank you. But
1: also, if aliens attacked, Chidwick would not fold. He would check raise. That's in his nature.
0: Yeah, he'd be like, "This guy, I'm going to get this guy off such a wide range." Now that the aliens are literally <laughs> attacking, it reminds yeah. me. Remember that time when was it an earthquake? Yeah, it was an earthquake at the World Series of Poker, and uh, it like so much so that like people like ran outside, and there was like a 20 minute delay and stuff like that. Remember this? This was like if this was like of two years ago. This was last year. Was it last? So year? This was just.
1: Oh, you're right, it was. It was
0: last year. And there was like, we. I think, was it Wonka who was like in a hand? I think it was Wonka, who was in a hand and like basically refused to get up because he had like a really big hand and really didn't want to like have it be like, you know, end up like having the hand be canceled or whatever it was. Like he just tried to keep playing the hand. I think he was forced to leave in the middle of the hand anyway, but he really tried not to leave even as the world was falling apart around him, which is a very Wonka thing to do.
1: (laughs) That's a grinder mentality right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Anyway, so aliens anyway, aren't attacking. Chidwick, no, it's just normal poker. Chidwick has eight, nine, and the nine deuce, deuce, two heart board. He gets the big bet into him. Can't fold. Nope. We go down this road often, and always with a caveat of it would be very unconventional, but it is Stephen Chidwick. He is unconventional. Is there any argument for a check raise rather than a call?
0: I mean, we deny equity for sure. Um, we put ourselves in really bad a really bad spot, of course, if we get re-raised. Honestly, even getting called is pretty not great. And so that's, of course... I mean, we the,
1: could be against two big hearts, but that's the hope.
0: Right. And then even then, you know, we're we're our dog against two big yeah. hearts. So it isn't like a super good hope, but that's like our best case scenario. I guess, no, we could be up against a nut flush draw, which is worse. Like, you know, the ace five of hearts or something. Sure. but um, sure. But even that, we're only like 58% or something, you know, 55%. It's not like we're a big favorite in any of these spots uh and that's the hope like you're saying so it just seems to me like we're mostly going to game theory disaster this into into oblivion where we're going to fold out pocket sixes maybe we don't though maybe we get called by some of these medium pairs and we deny equity to some of the overcards if we really believe that there's at least some value but every time it's bad it's really bad every time we're up against kings and aces and queens we're just putting in all these extra chips when we just don't have to
1: yeah i think the negatives certainly outweigh the positives and I think the traditional good player way of looking at this is obviously it's a check call, but I think it's worth exploring sometimes, especially in a spot where equity denial is very powerful in that we don't have many cards we like on the turn yeah, on the nine deuce deuce board with no heart in our hand. It's very hard to get a a favorable turn card. And
0: I mean, like fives and sixes and sevens and fours and threes are all pretty good, right?
1: Yeah, but that's not enough of the deck to feel comfortable, really. It's like
0: it's like probably forty percent of the deck we're gonna feel really good about. Of course, yeah. I will say this when there's a bet of fourteen million already, not really looking forward to the size of the turn bet, even with top pair. I don't, probably can't fold, right. but I am not liking it, which is maybe one of the values of betting fourteen million. Of course, why would you think you're up against top pair when you're betting it? You wouldn't, right? Yeah. It's like you're up against the whole range. I mean, if you knew he was
1: end. up against top pair, yeah. he would check back.
0: Right. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. There's not a lot of value there. But it does already start to suck from Stephen Chewick's point of view, I think, of like, cool. I um, may have to put in a lot of chips in this pot sometimes. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I would I would absolutely just call. Yeah. But I, it just, like, there, there's a lot of bad stuff. Like a jack of spades in the turn, it's like you're in no man's land immediately. Yeah,
0: luckily that's impossible because a jack of spades is in Thomas's hand. But yes, I feel it's you.
1: Really, it's really lucky for Stephen Chidwick that the jack of spades can't come on the turn. Yeah. It's a huge deal.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. But you're right. There are certainly a number of cards that are just going to suck for him. And then he's going to have to figure it out. But he's Stephen Chidwick. That's what he does for breakfast.
1: And that's why distribution is a great tool. It makes it so that we don't have to do these weird check raises with game three disaster hands. We can make choices that include calling now and folding later based on runouts based on where we fit in our distribution. That's how we deal with it rather than putting ourselves in situations where we're putting in way too many chips against ranges that are going to have us beat the majority of the time.
0: Yeah. Cause Thomas of course open plus one too. So he's got a yeah. relatively strong range here. Uh, his hand is not strong in this spot, although he has equity. Um, but yeah, like we are absolutely up against over pairs of a reasonable amount of the time here and big hearts and stuff like that. And better nines. And better nines, that's right. And better nine nines. Nine, ten suited
1: and ace, nine suited specifically, I guess, are the only real ones, but still better nines. Yeah. Anyway, Chidwick's just going to call. That seems like the right move.
0: Yeah. Standard.
1: Right move for you would be to use the link in the description when you sign up for Nitrogen Sports Poker. I'm talking to you, Jonathan, because I think you still haven't used the link.
0: I use the link, but not in the ways you want me to and not in the ways the man wants me to. I use it for my own personal stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want to vote against whatever Jonathan is doing, use the link in the (laughs) description. When you sign up for Nitrogen Sports, it gives you access... To our monthly (laughs) exclusive Poker Guys viewers and listeners-only tournament. It happens the last Sunday of every month. It is a 1,000 buy-in guarantee, meaning they guarantee a 1,000 buy-ins in the prize pool. We never get more than 180 players. They cap it at 300 players. They're guaranteeing that they lose money and that it's plus EV for you. You'd be foolish not to use the link to sign up for Nitrogen, Jonathan.
0: So what you're saying is if they were to use the link... They'd be voting against whatever I want, whatever I'm doing. But what if they want to vote for what I'm doing? See, you just played yourself, son. Well
1: then if you wanna if you wanna vote for what Jonathan is doing, use the link in the description when you sign up for nitrogen.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: All right, Joker. that's good.
0: Yeah. Now you're playing yeah. now. You're playing the game.
1: <laughs> you know like Michael Douglas. Huh? Like Michael Douglas. Playing the oh game. the
0: game. Yeah. Like Michael Douglas, sure. David Fincher directed that movie. Sean Penn's in that movie. Didn't need those details. But come on, David Fincher, man. <laughs> oh, come on. He's wonderful. He's a master What of else is craft. good
1: about... But, all right. What else is good about nitrogen? Spit it out, Levy.
0: Okay, fine. Um, I would say the most notable thing is the Bitcoin-only aspect of it, and the fact that when you cash out, whenever you cash out, man, you get that money fast. It's 90 minutes from you make the click to it being in your brick of money, well, your wallet anyway, um, which is amazing and days faster than everybody else. I don't know what everyone else is doing, but nitrogen's got this thing handled. There's no human oversight. There's no processing time. It just takes 90 minutes and it's, and it's yours. So you never have to worry about it. It's great.
1: You know, that's a good new motto for their withdrawal process. 90 minutes, brick click to brick. Yeah. 90 minutes, click to brick. Yeah.
0: I'll th- maybe, we should, maybe we could write a little email about that. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. If you guys see that later on, you'll know where that came from. And by the way, there are many, many slogans that are like this, you know, that like started on the podcast and are now out there. For example, I'm loving it. Yeah. Just do it. Yep. Um, We have the meats. That'd be Arby's, obviously.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Yeah, we came up with all of those. Don't don't sue us. Um, Okay. So... Back to the hand. Yeah. We've got the nine-deuce-deuce, two-heart board. Stephen Chidwick has eight-nine, no-hearts offsuit. The forgotten one has queen-jack-of-spades, plus one. Okay. The pot is 47 million after the bet and the call on the flop. The turn is the seven of hearts. Third heart on the board. Yeah. Chidwick's going to check. Yeah. Should Boyvin bet?
0: Um, I don't think he should bet. I think it'd be a mistake to bet. I mean, if we think about Stephen Chidwick's calling range on the flop, especially when we bet fourteen million, I mean we've gotten rid of so much of the junk now that may have decided to hang around when we bet five or six million on the flop, instead by betting fourteen. Like Chidwick should have a pair or a flush now, kind of always, right? It's not a great range to attack.
1: Yeah. What else does he have? I mean, maybe he's really sticky and has ace five of spades or something, but it seems like he would just fold that on the flop.
0: I would think he would just... Fall. I mean, maybe he has... Yeah, maybe he has Ace-X of diamonds. Exactly, because that's backdoor diamonds. But yeah. for $14 million, he might just be throwing that away. Unless he has, like, overs with it. Like, Ace-Jack of diamonds or something, maybe. But there's very few combos of that. So, um, it feels like a very obvious check back uh, for Boyvin. My question is more about, if you're Chidwick, what's your plan if Boyvin bets? Are we just throwing our hand away?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I... uh I don't know because it's one of those spots where you have to assess what type of player you're playing against because yeah. I find myself in this spot plenty of times. And it's an interesting spot to be in the big blind defender who's check calling and a lot on a lot of flops, having to make choices on turns as just a passive player without much information other than this guy keeps betting. And you have to ask yourself, I guess when, when I'm in my situations, I'm not against really, really good players most of the time. So the question is a little different, but it's like, would this guy really keep betting on a heart if he didn't have a flush? and it makes it an easier call because there's too few flush combos for me to think this guy has enough flushes for me to fold. Yeah. But in a situation against a really good player, like a really good player has to have some bets on this turn. Oh, yeah. What are they going to be? They they can't all be flushes. No,
0: I think a really good player has the Ace of Hearts, the King of Hearts, maybe even the Queen of Hearts as bets for sure. For sure on this yeah. turn. Um, they're probably checking back all their one pair hands. So like if they have two red kings, they may be... They may be checking that back because they've got sort of the. Yeah. They don't need to bet it. They have two red aces. I guess they could decide to bet, but they might be worried about getting value. So they might. Decide I mean, I think check they're back. checking
1: back any of the aces or kings. I don't think you have to have the heart in your hand to check back. I mean, there's not a ton of value in betting those hands. The well, king, when, king when of, you have
0: aces, there's a, there's some value, right? Like you could get value out of the king of hearts. You could get value out of a nine. You could get value out of other pairs that decide to hang on the king
1: of hearts. How does Chidwick have the king gotta of hearts?
0: He's got to have king nine with the king
1: of hearts. Like, that's it, really. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not super and great. Do you, and, I mean, like, we're asking, uh, like, do you get value out of a nine if you have two black kings and you bet again?
0: I don't know. I mean, this is, what, this is where we come back to what's Chidwick going to do, right? Um, I think the better players are going to bet when they pick up equity. So if you had ace-queen with the ace of hearts or ace-king with the king of hearts or something like that, you bet this flop and got called you turn a heart, that's like one of your best cards and you're going to continue on, right? You're not continuing on most of, the, most of the cards that come out, but that's a heart or an ace or a king you're probably continuing on, right?
1: Right. I think for the most part, most players who are good are going to check every overpair on this, on this card.
0: That's not crazy. I know there's some players who, will, who have the thought process that if they don't have a heart, they're more apt to bet to deny equity to all the random hearts that are out there. Because like Chidwick could have like nine, I don't know nine six with the six of hearts and have all this extra equity that he just picked up. And if you have two black kings, like you'd rather
1: bet and you know and roll that way. I mean that just seems like monsters under the bed reason to bet. It's like not not enough of a reason to bet when Chidwick is maybe gonna fold all of his one pair nines and call with everything that has you beat.
0: Uh, yeah, that would be problem. I mean everything that has you beat, he's definitely not gonna fold, right? Right. His trip deuces are better, he's not full. Like for sure. No. Um but if you can fold out that everything that's worse than trip deuces are better, that's not terrible. Even if you're ahead of those things, just because there's It is uh, but
1: why is that why is that so good? Just because we're denying
0: equity and there's more equity to deny because of the uh oh. the fourth heart potentially I mean, coming. That's
1: only all. if they have a heart with it, which is yeah. not that much of the combinatorial meat of it, plus it's a paired board, so we're not worried about their mm. second pair coming. That's like, true.
0: And also, you know it because it's the nine of hearts on board, yeah, there's a, like a one in, they just have another card with their nine, assuming they have a, a hand like a nine, which is the most obvious thing that isn't already a flush. Also, you just don't really want to bet into a made flush, which feels like he's going to have a flush a lot here, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I agree with you. I think usually this is a bet for all the one pair of hands. I'm sorry, a check for all the one pair of hands. Um, but we need to have some hands we bet if we're going to bet the ace of hearts and the king of hearts. Well, yeah, we have flushes. We have flushes. I guess we have some. We have a few full houses.
1: Yeah, we have nine nine. We have seven seven. We have quad deuces. We have a lot of heart combos, and we have ace ten off plus with the ace of hearts and yeah. king jack off plus with the king of hearts. Yeah, that's I mean, probably like, pretty that's close. Enough.
0: That's probably that we may have a few too many bluffs there, but not not a crazy amount. And they're bluffs with equity, so that's good. At least they're semi bluffs. So, okay.
1: Yeah, that seems like a range you would not want to call against with a nine.
0: Agreed. That is not a good range for us. So, fair enough. So, I think
1: think Chidwick would probably fold if Boyven bet again. But, of course, Boyven can't really bet again with queen, jack of spades. He doesn't block anything. Chidwick could easily have a flush or a full house at this point. Yeah. And, sure, you might fold out a nine. But is it really worth it if you're only folding out that part of Chidwick's range?
0: Um. Yeah, I don't know that it's worth it. I don't think it necessarily. is. Chirwick has, probably has more heart combos than he has nines.
1: It's probably close. Yeah, but maybe yeah. it's
0: close. But whatever. The point is like, and you might not fold out a nine anyway.
1: Which well, especially if he has a nine with any reasonable heart, which yeah. is part of those combos. Yes, that's right.
0: Um, and of course, every time there's a flush, it just you're just throwing chips away.
1: Or a deuce, by the way, which he might have. Or yeah. I mean, he has a lot of deuces. It was a min-raise.
0: He has a lot of deuces. He's in the big blind. He's Steven Chidwick. He definitely has a bunch of deuces. He doesn't have seven deuce off, but he's got all the suited deuces and some other ones, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I I mean, it seems like it's a pretty clear check, and I think for Chidwick's actual hand, he's probably folding to another bet here that isn't super tiny.
1: Right. Cool. Well, Boyvin does check. Yeah. Congratulations, Boyvin. Maybe he earned a spot. On the marquee of the party poker description of of this final table?
0: The remembered one. The one who remembers. I am the one who remembers. I am the one who remembers. Are
1: you arguing with yourself or are you just saying it louder as you go?
0: I was trying to do the Breaking Bad, I'm the one who knocks. And so I said it and then I remembered, oh, no, he does it like he puts the emphasis on himself. I'm the one who knocks. I'm I'm the one who knocks. I'm the one who knocks. Because he's like, she was afraid of danger knocking on the door. He's like, I'm the one who knocks. I'm the danger.
1: The thing that a lot of people don't realize about that scene is that he actually says it a lot more like a question than you remember. Like, everybody remembers it as being assertive and stuff, but he's really like, I'm the one who knocks?
0: (laughs) He's like, is that really what we're going
1: with? Knocks?
0: It's such a weird (laughs) thing to say. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's true for, for, for a lot of Breaking Bad. If you... Had a different actor other than Brian Cranston, and maybe just different writing and different production levels and things like that as well. A lot of the things that he says, I don't know, would really work. Like, say my name. You're goddamn right. I feel like if that was in a Gerard Butler movie, we would be laughing at that line. And instead, it's so awesome. You know?
1: Well, Gerard Butler is terrible. Well, so yeah,
0: that was mean and uncalled for. But I mean,
1: not to say I don't enjoy Geo because I the. the Spoiler alert! I do enjoy Geostorm. It's <laughs> phenomenal.
0: Have you even watched Den of Thieves?
1: I have not watched Den of Thieves. Oh. Have you watched Den of Thieves? No.
0: Have you even watched like London is falling and
1: all the the of falling trilogy? Of course, I've trilogy? watched that. You have. I've watched. I've watched the fallen trilogy in quarantine. I watched the fallen trilogy. And quick review, please. I regret. I regret, I regret every single minute. <laughs> even Angel has fallen with Morgan Freeman. It's terrible. Uh, I mean, Morgan Freeman's in the first one, too. Oh, is he? He's, I don't he's know. He's the vice president, and then he becomes the president. So the first Aaron one Eckhart is... didn't want to sign a new contract.
0: It's Rome has <laughs> fallen?
1: Is that right? No. What's the first one called? The first one is called Olympus has fallen. Ah, uh, The second one London. is called London has fallen. The third one is Angel has fallen. And they're all terrible. <laughs> and a huge reason they're terrible is Gerard, Gerard Butler doing an American accent is bad. <laughs> it is... It just it sounds like he's got peanut butter in his mouth. That's he, how he does in America. He accent. probably
0: made more money from that trilogy than anything he has ever done or will ever do for the rest of his life. Is that true? I mean, what three hundred really was really movies? popular? What three hundred? Three hundred? Three hundred was popular for sure, but it was that was like the movie that made him. So he probably had a didn't have a great contract for that, even though he was the star, you know? That was, like, a smallish mm. movie at the time that Zack Snyder mostly did in, his, like, his basement with CGI. I mean, obviously he filmed a lot of it, too, but, like, that was a relatively low-budget movie for Zack Snyder, definitely, and I think even Gerard Butler. And then every movie Gerard Butler made after that was not a hit, basically, right? Did he ever make another hit?
1: I think that Fallen trilogy did pretty well, <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, they I made know.
0: three of them, so it did at least okay. Does it, is it obviously, like, low production value, like, crappy... Or is it, like, no, look the,
1: good? No, the production value isn't low. It's just, like, huh. it's kind of, like, uh, a relic of the 90s, 90s, like, patriotic mm. action movie. Yeah. Like, with, like, the the horns and the snare drum in the background before the movie starts as we fade in and over, like, the Capitol. You know exactly what I'm I talking about. I really
0: do. That's incredibly well yeah. put. Incredibly. I, <laughs> I completely got that. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right, good to know. So I won't watch any of those movies. Probably wasn't going to anyway. But Angels Fallen, I saw the preview for, and I was like, I mean, it's on Netflix or something. Maybe I would click on it. Now I know not to. So thank you. Fabulous. I mean,
1: to be fair, the opening scene of Olympus Has fallen is actually pretty good. Oh, okay. Well, maybe yeah, I'll just watch that. Beyond that, it's 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 terrible. Anyway, back to the end.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we're going to the river, right?
1: Yeah, we're going to the river. We've got... Uh, let's remind the people what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> good idea. Nine of hearts. Nine of hearts, deuce of diamonds, deuce of hearts was the flop. There was a check bet call by Chidwick with eight, nine. Bovin, or the man, the forgotten man, Bovin, uh with queen, jack of spades, his bet.
0: The forgotten the turn, one. The forgotten one, not the forgotten, forgotten one. man. Excuse
1: me. That is a lot more menacing. You're right. Thank the you. turn is the seven of hearts bringing a third heart. It goes check, check. There's 47 million in the pot still. The river is a fourth heart, the king of hearts. Oh. Board now reads nine deuce, deuce, two hearts, seven of hearts, king of hearts. Saucy. So Chidwick's nine, Chidwick's nine sucks now. It sucks. Yeah. He's got no heart in his hand. Neither does Boyvin. It's bad. Chidwick is going to check. Does he have an option to bet as a bluff?
0: Yes, he absolutely does. The fact that Boyvin checked the turn, Boyvin really might be betting as we were saying his ace of hearts and king of hearts combinations. Now, king of heart is on is on the board, but his ace of heart combos, which is like would be the most obvious flush there, obviously, but, but the plus one nature of the open as well. Um, we absolutely have the option to bluff. We don't think that there's that many really like we don't think there's that many nut flushes in Boyvin's range. I would think he's got some right. Probably, you'd but really not, not that many.
1: You'd really expect him to continue on the turn with those. At least some, at least some of of the time. Yeah. 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 Right. And made, made not flushes on the turn. You'd expect him to continue with a lot of the time as well.
0: I would think, and especially non, not flushes on the turn. He would continue a lot, right? Like if he has the Jack 10 of hearts or something.
1: But is Chidwick's hand good enough to check and just hope that he gets the check back and win?
0: I mean, maybe if we're up against two black sixes, we get to just win.
1: I mean, we get to just win against the hand we're against. Queen, Jack of Spades. Right, but I'm saying two black bluff.
0: sixes might check back. The hand we're up yeah. against may not. Yeah. But two black sixes could be like, you know, once in a while, although it's really hard to think of how two black sixes are ever good, quite frankly. Right. But you could talk yourself into, well, maybe he called with ace high on the flop with a weird backdoor thing or something, and I don't know.
1: A weird backdoor thing that's not the hearts, apparently.
0: Di- diamonds is the backdoor, you know, on the flop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to come up with anything because we bet so much on the flop, though. So it feels like two black sixes is definitely losing, too. Everything's losing, right? Except do we have to be able to beat a nine to, to feel like we're winning here. So... Yeah. I don't know. There's a, there's a little bit of a problem for Chidwick where maybe every time we check, we get every hand that's worse than ours might bluff because it's so obvious that, like, if you can't beat a nine, you're losing,
1: you know? Well, maybe we call sometimes because it's a bad repping of whatever it is. Like, it's got to be, like, king's full.
0: I mean it does, and it could just be a, it could be the ace of hearts or the queen of hearts or the jack of hearts trying to get value, right? There's four hearts on the board.
1: That's more the likely problem. the Jack of Hearts. More likely the Jack of Hearts than those other two. I mean, like it really feels like those other two are probably betting the turn.
0: I, I think they are betting the turn a fair amount. Certainly the ace of hearts is betting a lot, I think. But the Queen of Hearts might be checking a fair amount and maybe. Also, you know, like we were saying before that like pocket jacks and pocket queens that are of a heart in them. Are checking, right? Pocket sure. aces are checking, and now they made flushes. And I think also sometimes against a guy like Stephen Chidwick, you can't always bet your ace of hearts on the turn. Like, you just can't. You have to yeah. check sometimes. Otherwise, it's too easy for him to figure out what's going on. That said, we clearly don't have that many nut flushes in our range as Boyben. Uh, right. So from Chidwick's point of view, though, like, if we check, we might be we might, putting ourselves in sort of this weird spot of, like, every time we check, he's going to be able to bluff He's going to know like, almost exactly where we're at. Not exactly, but he's going to be able to make some pretty good guesses at where we're at in terms of at least a lot of our range, which is a nine, right? I guess we can still have trip juices. I guess we can still have other flushes. We can have all those things. Yeah, we can check this river with all those things, right?
1: There's no reason that we wouldn't have flushes yeah. as played. plane. That's good. That's at least good. So
0: Jacks don't, black Jacks don't have an easy bet for value against us. They may just, they're probably just going to check back.
1: Black Jacks (laughs) don't have a. What are you talking about? Who has an easy bet with black Jacks on this? No way,
0: impossible. I know, I know, you're you're right. Um, But they, black Jacks are going to check back because they can beat a nine. Is what I'm saying. Um, They don't have to worry about. So you want to
1: bluff? So, so you want to? I'm wondering. I'm I'm
0: wondering if we should bluff. Uh, I feel like we're in a spot where like worse hands than ours are going to bluff. Better hands than ours, you think going to be able to check back comfortably or be able to bet for value comfortably. Um, and it just seems like, we, like it's really hard for a good outcome to happen for us, is
1: what I'm well, getting to. Well, I think to. that the, a good outcome could be Boyvin having some give-ups on this run-out because mm. there are a lot of scenarios where Tidwick has something like a 10 high flush, yeah. and Boyvin's aware that Chidwick's just going to go into check call mode and just not fold that hand. You know, That's absolutely right? so true. like, just give up.
0: Yeah. No question about it. I mean, if Chidwick has a deuce in his hand... Here's the other reason why Boyvin may have some give-ups, is if Chidwick has a deuce, that's a kind of a prime potential check-raise hand, right? Where we have a blocker to the full houses and stuff. Although, again,
1: Although it's not going to come up very not often an amazing, for Boyvin. Not an amazing blocker to full houses. A nine is actually probably a better blocker to full yeah. houses because I mean, it blocks nines full. No question. Boyvin doesn't have deuce nine or deuce king or anything like that. No, he
0: really doesn't. He has deuce-deuce maybe. Maybe at best, so... And then if we have so it's just it's really not in play, you're right. We're not blocking anything practical there. Um I don't know. I I mean as Chidwick, I would just be concerned that like there are probably some give ups, but I think like we're it's just a terrible spot. I probably want to check more than bluff, personally. I have an I have a little bit of a hand. I don't know. Like we're not always we may not even get like Slightly better hands to fold sometimes We're Stephen Chidwick, I don't, know what, I don't know what our rep is here unless we size it up really big. Then we're risking a lot of chips. Sometimes we just have the best hand anyway, and it's like he was going to check, and we were going to win anyway, and nothing is gained. Yeah, I want to yeah. check, but I don't know, man. What do you want
1: to do? I want to check. So does Stephen Chidwick. Okay. He checks. Great. So we've kind of been hinting at it, but should Boyvin bluff now with Queen High? I think he has to.
0: Well, Has to is wrong. Why? It seems obvious that he should bluff here to me. Why? Rep, what is he repping? He's repping hands like uh, queen queen with the queen of hearts, um, ace queen with the queen of hearts, ace jack with the jack of hearts, stuff. Once in a while, the ace of hearts, stuff like that. I guess he can have pocket kings once in a while for a full, for a top full. That wouldn't be what we're repping though. Um, I think just like. We have hearts in our hand a fair amount. And when we have hearts, they're usually big hearts. They're usually better than whatever heart Chidwick would have if he has any hearts at all. But this way, we can, we can you would assume we can fold out a nine. We can fold out other middle pocket pairs like two sevens. Um, oh, sevens are, sevens are not the card. We, well, that's a full house. Two no, eights or two sixes. Two fives, two fours, you know, stuff like that that Chidwick can have. Um, ace highs that Chidwick can have. Like we're losing. We know we're losing. We can fold out some of his range with this card. There are a lot of cards we wouldn't be able to successfully do that with. This is one of them. I think we should take a shot.
1: Right. So if, he, if so you really think Boyvin is betting the jack of hearts for value? Hoping that Chidwick has the 10 of hearts in his hand?
0: Um, or other hearts. Chidwick might call with a bunch of hearts here when he like, thinks about where he is in his distribution. He may just feel obligated to call with flushes. Um,
1: Maybe. But I don't I know if he's that high in his distribution. Ch- I, I think don't think Chidwick's could... super high in his distribution with, with his flushes, necessarily. He has a lot of full houses.
0: I mean, he doesn't have a lot of full houses. That's not true. He has a few full houses, right? He has a way more flushes than full houses and way more pairs than full houses. Like, very few full houses for Chidwick. Very few. Okay. Maybe. So Maybe? I mean, where? how do you think he has a lot of full houses in your mind? He has, he, I think he has. He has is. King Deuce, but like...
1: And seven deuce suited and nine deuce suited. There's very few nine, combos. Nine.
0: There's very few combos of all those things though. Like nine, they're all, nine, on, the seven, seven. They're all yeah, on the board. They're all on the board. I'm just saying. I know. think about okay. it. All all chip, all chip has to do is have one heart in his hand and he, any any one heart and bam he's got a flesh. Like he's got so many more of those. Just like it's so hard not to. Yeah.
1: He does and but any nine, in any nine any
0: pocket pair. You know.
1: But if he really has so many of those, then where does it? End? He shouldn't call with all of his hearts then.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. That's where we have to start to figure it out, right? Where what hearts? But we're. I think we're going to call with more than just the ten of hearts. Is what I'm getting at.
1: Uh, But yeah. But the question would end up being: Is it profitable to bet the ten of the jack of hearts for value? Not if you can get called by worse hands, because you can.
0: I think the reason why we'd be betting the Jack of Hearts for value is partially so that way we can bluff this card a little bit more. We need to be able to bluff this card. So that means we have to be able to bet the Jack of Hearts for value, especially when we're going to be betting the Ace of Hearts on the turn and sometimes the Queen of Hearts on the turn. Like, we just have to be able to bet the Jack of Hearts for value. Otherwise, we have so few bluffs. It's probably right, fair enough.
1: Fair enough. Boyvin does go for it. Bets 20 million into 47 million.
0: I like the sizing. This feels like, go ahead, call me, baby. Call me Chitty.
1: Le Chid. All right, so I think maybe Chidwick is thinking about this hand kind of similarly to the way that we have thought about it. This seems to be the, the theme with Chidwick is that he thinks the way that we take 45 minutes to think in like mm. half a second yeah. and figures it all out and puts That's it correct. together. That's correct. And he's like, oh, so this guy didn't bet the turn. So he rarely has the nut flush when he has a flush. If he has the nut flush... I can still maybe fold him out because I block nines full. He doesn't have that many full houses. What does he have? I mean, he has kings full mostly as his only full house because wouldn't this guy bet sevens full on the turn if he hit the miracle seven on the turn and the heart came in? Wouldn't he just bet that on the turn? Like, also, this Along is, with nines full?
0: Also, this is probably the biggest final table of the Forgotten One's life, right? Right. Like, first place is 1.7 million euros. This guy's never sniffed that, you know? He won a quarter yep. million once, like, and he won 300K once. That's really good. But, like, for Chidwick... These these money jumps are not a big deal. And busting right, you know, being wrong is not the end of the world for him. But for this guy, it is. So yeah, you might even fold you might easily fold out the Queen of Hearts and you might fold out the Ace of Hearts too. And if you can fold out the ace of hearts here, some percentage of the time, this feels like a no brainer check race, right? When we block the well, nine.
1: Chid- Chidwick aims for the Ace of Hearts because he raises to hundred million yeah. over twenty million. That's that's designed to sometimes fold out the nut flush. For sure.
0: It does seem like it. I will say this. We're saying we block 9s full, and that's cool. But you'd expect Thomas to not have... like It's not as relevant, because if he had 9s full, he would have bet the turn, probably, anyway, most, most of, the of the time. time. Not always, but, but most of the time.
1: So I guess the situation blocks 9s full the same way the situation blocks 7s full. And really, the only full house that Boyven yeah. seems to have all up in his range is Kings full.
0: Right. And that's pretty great. We were talking before the podcast about what's like... The best hands to bluff with. And it feels like uh king nine has got to be the best hand, right? That's where you block both of those things. And that's a way we get there with a the king in our hand, which is just hard to do otherwise. Yeah. But and so then after that. for chidwick I, Yeah, for Chidwick. I don't know how I don't know how we pick how many how many bluffs we have. Because well, we, we don't have that's the only king we probably really get here with that isn't a full house. Um so after that, I guess we have to pick nines next. Oh no, we could pick deuces. Deuces is the next obvious thing, I guess.
1: No, it's not. I think it's nines because both,
0: both are the same practically, really, right?
1: I mean, but I mean, at least sometimes Boyvin will have nines full. Sometimes yeah. he'll never have deuces full.
0: That is correct. He'll, and so we're down to yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, that's that's fair. So then, do we just? I mean, if we were trying to do this with balance. I don't know how many nines we're supposed to pick. I don't know how often we're really supposed to be check-raising here to $100 Like, We can't just pick all our nines and do it, right? We shouldn't just pick all of our nines and do it.
1: We're just doing it too much, then. Maybe exploitatively, we're not doing it too much. What do you mean? I mean, the guy's going to fold all of his nut flushes a lot of the time anyway, so it's fine. Right. Well, against, against
0: against this guy, that may be true. If we're playing against Sam Greenwood, do we just not make this play very often with a nine?
1: Not really sure. Seems like Chidwick does it to everybody.
0: It does. I would think if we're up against Sam Green with, like, King 9, we would want to do this play. We're like, yeah. this feels, like, great with King 9. But maybe with a 9, we can't because he's going to call more often. He's not going to be afraid of the money stuff. But this... But, boy, then, the Forgotten One really might fold the Ace of Hearts here. And there's no way Sam Green would is ever folding the Ace of Hearts if we check right here. I don't think. Um, I don't think. So... That, that you know, makes This it, might
1: be profitable. Yeah. This might be profitable even if Boyven is calling with the Ace of Hearts, considering yeah. that he checked the turn.
0: Agree, Agreed. So, like, we're down to we're really trying to fold out the Queen of Hearts and the Jack of Hearts. And, yeah. and by the and way, it's
1: a. F- and if he's bluffing, which he is, then it's just like, oh, I guess I didn't have to do that, but you win the pot anyway.
0: But wait, no, no, no. Sometimes he's bluffing with a better hand. He could have a better nine and be bluffing because he's trying to fold out. Like worse hearts or something like that. It's not very often. Maybe 10-9 no. bluffs here? Maybe. Just like sort of a just-in-case bluff? You know, there might be Dang. a little bit of that. Not too much. Like, 2 tens shouldn't be afraid of anything. I mean, not afraid. 2-10s are like, I don't know if I can fall out a, a heart, and, I, and I'm and i already beating a 9 so I can check, right? 10-9 yeah. maybe thinks like sometimes... I would hate to check and lose to a 9, although you're chopping with all the 9s except for ace 9 anyway, so... in king-9.
1: So either way, it doesn't matter. Thomas, of course, folds because he has Queen Jack high. Of course, this hand just really illustrates how difficult it is to play against Stephen Chidwick. Like, just sucks. Like, Uh, it just feels like like you said you felt obligated to bet the Jack of Hearts and the Queen of Hearts for value. Like, you have to, right? But you're just going to lose anyway. (laughs) Unless you find a call somehow.
0: Yeah, I mean, it feels like there's no way to win this hand against Chidwick uh, in this spot, even though the board is horrible in theory for chidwick chidwick is either either you're gonna to have to check back um or chidwick is just gonna make your like chidwick isn't gonna fold any of the hands he called with on the flop i don't think ultimately right like if he has a deuce is he gonna fold that trip deuces i'm not sure i'm not, I, I would guess he's mostly gonna just decide to call with trip deuces if he has a heart in his hand i think he's gonna call with a lot of his hearts too he can't call with everything i guess but he's gonna call with a, He's they gonna call or check race like a lot of his range here so much of his range it sucks it and then does. you just have to, so instead you have to like wave the white flag and just check with your queen high. And you're like, I give up. Like, it's not worth it.
1: I can't take the heat. Yeah. Giving up is underrated. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, the forgotten one is forgotten for a reason. He goes out eighth place. He's the Oph. next one out of the thing. Chidwick yeah. gets up to third place for a million euro. Pretty good. Pretty good payday. Yeah. This
0: was one of those events too where they had reasonable money jumps. Unlike so many events. Where, once you, at least once you get to sixth place, they go up 150K, then they go up 200K, then another 200, then 300, then 400, instead of the way, way more top heavy nature of a lot of these things. This is like, I really like this kind of a payout structure way more.
1: Yeah, me too. And so does Ch- Stephen Chidwick because he got a million euros out of it. It's a good win. Good Even for, for Chidwick, that's like a nice day at the office. It's, uh, it's like 133rd of his total income. He's got well, 33
0: million in earnings. Total winnings, yeah 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 that's pretty good. pretty good that's pretty good although for him maybe it, maybe it burns him that he didn't win it probably burns him he's like I'm so much better than everyone else how did I not win that? It's such a spot 700,000 yeah. euro more if just to go two more spots what the fuck you know
1: not impossible not impossible but it is impossible to win this hand against Stephen Chidwick